Hello, friends, and welcome. You're listening to Unscripted Sex Ed, the podcast, where we talk about navigating sexuality as a young adult. From figuring out answers to the questions we've had since middle school and high school to exploring the narratives that have shaped American beliefs and values about how we experience our bodies, relationships, gender, and pleasure, we're your hosts, Courtney. And Mallory, we're good friends and sexuality educators diving into these conversations. So pull up a chair, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello, 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 friend. Hello. How are you? I'm good. It's actually been a hot minute since we've sat down and recorded together. Yes. I'm excited to be back. I am too. I always love when we're together. Well, virtually, but together. But together. Nonetheless. Great. Talking about things that we love to talk about and care about. So, Mm -hmm. last time, last show, um, we talked a little bit about masturbation. um, Yes. Kind of in this broader context of mental health and some of the benefits. So... Could you just real quick recap for us what are some of the benefits um, and advantages, just plus sides, of masturbation? Yeah. So masturbation does so many wonderful things. It relieves... Whoa, that was weird. It relieves stress. (laughs) Um, It helps you sleep better. It boosts your mood. Who doesn't want a fun mood booster? It relaxes you. Makes you feel pleasure. Yes. Love that dopamine boost. Um, It helps you relieve cramps. So if you have Mm -hmm. menstrual cramps or anything like that, masturbation is wonderful. Um, It releases sexual tension. So if you're like built up inside and you're like, what is this? Masturbation might help with that. Um, Can help you have better sex because you know what you like and know what you don't like. Um, And it also helps you better understand your wants and needs, like we all Mm -hmm. want to know. Um, And last but certainly not least, it is a safe way to explore your body, to know what works for you, what feels good, what you're comfortable doing, all those wonderful things. For sure. Yeah, no, those are all great points. Um, There's so many sometimes that it's hard to list them all Um, oh yeah yeah so yeah i will say this was a google search so if you really want like a Mm in-depth of what masturbation is good for uh feel free to just throw that into your uh, google search bar and you will get a whole bunch of things pop up yeah and with more detailed explanation um on those than we went oh, into yeah. or are going into yeah. today because um, we're, we're, we're pivoting slightly. Um, we're still going to talk about masturbation today, um, but more around kind of the cultural narrative around masturbation mm-hmm. um, and various genders and yes. shame, which is just like this icky, big uh, theme that keeps mm-hmm coming up and just running through uh different things that we've talked about and just different a lot of different conversations um that i've heard around on the internet recently um and with other friends yeah whenever i hear the word shame i always think of that clip from game of thrones where cersei is walking down the street after she has done 
all of this motherfucking shit. And um, that one person, I don't even know who it is, but they're ringing the bell (laughs) and they're just going, shame, shame, (laughs) shame, (laughs) shame. It's like in the later season, like season five or six or something. But anytime I hear the word shame and just how you were describing how it pops up Mm-hmm. In everything that we have talked about, like that's what I like the little bell behind us going shame, <laughs> shame. <laughs> so that's just oh, where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> no, I that's a great description. <laughs> it's like I don't remember that scene. Um, but yeah. Oh, I can Apparently I can I so do. picture it though. Um, I can definitely picture it and just. Right, like that person walking behind you, ringing the bell, shape like that. Sometimes is our own inner voice. Yes, like haunting our steps. Yes. So don't do that. Don't be don't there. Do don't that. say no. those things. Right. Pause. Realize that that's what's going on. That you're having these feels because something someone else has told you society has told you that there is should be shame or there is shame around what you're talking about what you're thinking Mm -hmm. about what you're doing um so first up be aware and then challenge it um particularly when it comes to your sexuality and how you're expressing it yeah like what we're gonna do today and really, every podcast that we do. Mallory, when did you oh. first notice that there was this sense of shame or um, double standards, particularly around female sexuality? Uh, I know we talked about this a bit before we started recording, but like, I don't have a pinpoint moment except mm-hmm. for, I think when I was four... Um, so you know how younger kids, you know, if you have kids close to the same age, like you all take a bath together, you know, to save on water or, you know, it's mm-hmm. easier to get all three done in, <laughs> in one bathtub than three separate bathtubs. Um, right, you're not having wet little bodies running away from you as you're trying yes. to get the next one. Madness, pure chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so... I have an older brother. He's two years older than me and a younger sister. She's about two years younger than me. So, you know, four, six, and two. So everyone was just kind of hanging out together. Uh, But we got, like, our bath time done at my grandparents' house, and I guess there was, like, a party or something where there were other adults, like aunts, uncles, all hanging out. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we would get done with bath time, and if it was cold and there was a fire, we'd warm up in front of the fire with our little naked children bodies (laughs) because, you know, kids do funny things. And And nakedness is not inherently sexual. Yes. Yes. Like, that's a perfect example. Nakedness is not inherently sexual. Little babies and bodies are naked because they just don't like clothes sometimes. Exactly. (laughs) And it's uncomfortable and they're like, what is this? Um, So, yeah. So we would warm up in front of the fire and there was a distinct time when I was four when I remember things had shifted in Mm -hmm. the space that we were at. So we were doing our normal thing, warming up in front of the fire, like shaking our little booties because it was funny and it's cute and kids are <laughs> yep. cute. And you're going to get a laugh. <laughs> and yeah, all the things. And like my brother was doing it, my sister was doing it, like we were all doing it, but there was something, 
different I felt towards me mm-hmm. and I was four and come to know like I'm an empath and I can feel when their energy changes and mm-hmm. I'm very aware of that um, but I was like what the what is this and then from then on I was very much like mm, no I don't want to get a bath with somebody else <laughs> mm-hmm. no this is my time no mom I don't need your help to get dressed or to pick out clothes or to do mm-hmm. x y and z like I'm fully capable as a four-year-old I had figured this out um <laughs> you have, must have had some wild outfits no, 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 I did not because I was a child who was very much a perfectionist from the time oh, okay. I was born that I was like, nope, <laughs> I need to be prim and proper. <laughs> this is how things need to go. Um, so, yeah, uh, but not so much around like sexuality per se, but mm-hmm. I was aware that people were looking at my body mm-hmm. in a way that made me uncomfortable and... Mm. That very much lasted forever, it seems. Um, yeah, that's that's young to get that type of awareness, have that yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, like, as it relates to, like, masturbation and stuff, I don't remember anyone sitting down and having conversations with me about mm-hmm. masturbation or touching my body or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But fast forward to 10 or 11 years old, where... I was not allowed to watch MTV because I was too young. Mm. Um, but when do kids not watch things that they're supposed to, right? Right. So, <laughs> we don't always listen. Sorry, Mom. Thanks for listening, Mom. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, but we had a TV in our basement playroom. And, you know, late at night, they would show these shows. Yep. Um, for anybody who grew up in the early 2000s and watched MTV, you might remember the show Next. The Next Bus, I think is what it was. Something Next. Mm-hmm. But if you're unfamiliar, essentially it's a bus with four people who are going to date one person who's like waiting outside. They can either get Next like right away. So they like make it down the stairs and hop out the door of the bus and the person's like, Next! Just from how they look. Mm-hmm. Or... They might, or however long, um, you can either go on a second date with them, or you could be like, no, um, I'll take the cash instead. This is the epitome of early 2000s teen drama, teen reality shows. Yeah, it was before dating (laughs) apps really got big. Um, But as a 10-year-old, they were so intriguing, so wild. Right, you're so just amazing starting to, to figure out, like, there's this whole world about dating that I might even be remotely interested in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I didn't like the ones that showed heterosexual couples, because it was like, meh, yeah, I see that all the time. Like, that's everywhere. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But if there was, like, lesbians or, like, gay people on, mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> it just, like... Spiked this drama essentially that like I didn't see in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was more taboo. But I was also aware of the my bodily reactions to it because mm-hmm. sometimes they just make out, or there'd be someone who like went off the bus and were like they were out there for a long time and they're like, oh my gosh, like we should just all make out with each other. And you're like, what? 
like looking back now it's like well this is porn on tv <laughs> like this is how things start <laughs> yeah i feel like this show definitely was not modeling good dating good healthy relationships no not at all just like the preteen version of the bachelor which I could never get into, but I loved this next bus. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't know. Who knows why? I know. It was yeah. just so wild in my head, but remembering how my body would react to that and become aroused was very much like, huh, there's this thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I, like, sit on the arm of the couch and just, like, gently go back and forth like this feels good Mm -hmm. (laughs) like what is this right yeah all of a sudden all of these sensations are happening yeah without any context yes yes because no one talked about it and I don't think (laughs) I don't think I've ever had a conversation with my mom about this um one, I don't think masturbation was ever something that, like, would have come up in our conversations. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't think I was very much like, hey, tell me about this. Tell me all the things. Because I right. was very secretive. So when I found that out about my body, it was very much like, oh, I have this secret. Mm-hmm. And let me see what I can do to keep having these secretive feel-good moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun to to figure out but also having I think it um, just goes to show I mean not that as sex educators like we would have those conversations mm-hmm. in particular um in a sex ed class but it just goes to show like what a gap there is yeah like how much is lacking that 10 year old little you is like I'm going to be super secretive and keep this idea of pleasure that I'm experiencing to myself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that same thought process could backfire in a different situation. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, there's just this gap that I think this story really illustrates. Yeah, and just the fact that I knew it was something I couldn't say. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't something that I could be like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling, like, really good when I, like, straddle the arm of the couch right. and rub my vagina on it. Why? Like, that wasn't something that I just knew, like, hmm, okay, this has to be a secret. This is just for me. You can't mm-hmm. share this with other people. Um, so that was really interesting. And then, like, let's make this a nightly routine. Of course, mm-hmm. not something I shared with anybody until probably college. Um, but, yeah, that was... Roommates. Roommates. <laughs> well, that still <laughs> happened with roommates. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, like, sharing, not sharing. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roommates. Yeah. <laughs> Boundaries were different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. But yeah, just knowing that it wasn't a conversation you had with anybody, mm-hmm. which was weird. Because I always felt like in certain situations, it was always insinuated that people with penises or like the boys or the guys or like the locker rooms were very mm-hmm. much 
I, I don't know this like sex hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm, I'm like particularly <laughs> thinking of like such a terrible movie. Oh my goodness. Um, no. Same era though. Same like MTV era of um, John Tucker Must Die. I knew you were gonna say it's that. So like so cringy now. So terrible. Like cringy now. Uh. Um, but really, there's yeah. that scene in that movie where they're in the locker room um, and talking, again, all stereotypical cis, het, young men. Yeah. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, and it's a basketball team, and they are talking about, like, hey, have you slept with this girl yet? Except, of course, it is not said in such nice terms. Right. Um... Yeah, and like, I obvious like that. That was the example that we had. That was the our, our imagination of what locker room talk was mm-hmm. and is. Um, like, I, I was never a jock, so I was like never in a locker room. I don't believe that you know that's definitely not an accurate representation. Right, but how there's far like, off? I don't know. Right, there's never a denying it though. No. Like. I remember trying to get answers out of, like, guys in my grade or, like, Mm -hmm. something like that. Like, what really does happen? And they're like, what do you think? And it's like, well, there are these teen movies that say it's like this. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh. And, like, (laughs) walk away. And it's like, like, what? That wasn't an answer. What? So there was always, like, this big mystery, but, like, knowing that they do something. Mm -hmm. But that it was okay that they did something. Right, because they were boys. Cis, yeah. Which always made me angry, because I was like, well, why? I'm a why person, I need to know the whys. Like, why? Why? Do you, <laughs> why can you do that, and I, I can't? can't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a long-winded way of saying that's how things started with, with me and and putting it together mm-hmm. yeah Brittany how is it how is it for you or what <laughs> when did you first notice that it was different um so I have two older brothers um and they are five and six years older than me which means that until actually relatively recently the past few years um we have just been in different stages of life um kind of just across the board developmentally um, so I was, yeah, probably about nine, ten when my brothers were teenagers um, mm. and adolescents. Oh, that, wow. You were 10 and they would have been 15 and 16. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I was the only girl. Um, so, so my mom and I were always outnumbered. Um <laughs> Even our our dogs were male, um, uh, of course. <laughs> so, I, but I do remember, um, and it drove my mom crazy, like that my brothers during these, or, yeah, they were about like I want to say like fourteen, fifteen when these posters started showing up on their walls, mm. and those posters stayed up until they moved out, um, and they were your. I, I will say classic at this point. Um, like, 
porn star posters. Um, they were definitely from magazines. Um, mm-hmm. half the centerfolds. Oh, heck yes. Right? Like, some had bikinis, some had, like, crop tops that were lots of underboob. Oh, um, yeah. Just, you're right. I was like, and while it drove my mom crazy, um, and she, like, refused to go in their room, these posters stayed up for years. And nothing really was said. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't much said um, about these posters. Because, right, the idea, the expectation was, well, we have two young cis teenage boys, mm-hmm. and they're going to masturbate. They, they just are. And so it's in their room, and the door is shut, and it is what it is. Um. Huh. What a great way, one, to ha- always have privacy. Yeah. But two, just the the normal, not normal, I shouldn't say, but that, like, belief that only people with penises masturbate and right. only put up centerfolds of cishet women mm-hmm. in sexually suggestive positions yeah. on their walls. Right. And so... There was, yeah, there really wasn't much of a conversation, but I very much picked up and knew at that point. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Again, like, I was a preteen girl. We were <laughs> starting to put the pieces together. Um, and what was being said around sexuality and what was being said in health classes and what was not being mm-hmm. said. Um, and so, which is compl- so wild because then... You turn around, like, our rooms were next to each other. My brother shared a room, and mine was right next door. And you walk into my room, and still to this day, okay, I've never redecorated since I was nine, are the purple butterfly, like, uh, curtain rods, the... Right, like, absolute picture of, like innocence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all you have to do is describe butterfly, <laughs> butterfly curtain, curtain rods. rods. Exactly. And I think we all will react <laughs> to like, get the picture. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, right, and like, I never dared, I never imagined mm-hmm. um, saying anything at all about hey, yeah, like, I Oh, that feels good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I also uh, masturbate. <laughs> like, right. Never could have imagined. And yet, right next door, right, was this, like, wall of posters. And it was completely just accepted um, that this yeah. was going to be the case for just them. screaming to everybody, this is what I do. Look at my walls. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Here is my help. <laughs> Right. Preteen, particularly, uh, like preteen uh, girl sleepovers and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Like, oh, you know, you talk about everything, you compare notes. Mm-hmm. Somebody brought an extra pillow. Right. Um, I never talked about it with my girlfriends, ever. Mm-hmm. 
That no. was not a conversation we had at the sleepovers. Um, very much a couple years later, what was going on with the guys that we were crushing on? Right, right. Or, like, have you tried this? with somebody have you done that those conversations happened right yeah but there was like a line partners yeah there was this like unspoken boundary that nobody dared to cross Mm -hmm. or even like try to bring the conversation like yeah yeah like even say anything like i remember being that kid like I wonder if everyone feels what I'm feeling. Or, like, I wonder... I I wonder. I wonder. And I always wanted to see if the conversation ever went there. Because you you never want to be, like, the one. No. You never want to be the one to bring it up. (laughs) You are a parent, sibling... The the ostrac... A preteen. Yeah. The ostracization that would happen? Ooh. Um, um, All of your friends at that sleepover would immediately turn on you. Yeah, it's not worth that risk. No! So you just sit, and you'd wait. Mm Mm-hmm. And you'd wait. Mm Mm-hmm. And you might practice kissing with your friends who are there, but that was different than, like, talking about touching yourself, or talking about this, or... Yeah, which was, like, how, how? How are those two different things? <laughs> I don't know. But also, like, think, think about that space. Think about, like, there weren't adults. It was no. your peer group. It were, you know, friends and people you trusted to talk about literally absolutely anything else, too. Yeah. And you wouldn't dare cross that line. You wouldn't no. say it. And, like, no. that's how strong that is, in, like, that shame, that, like, anxiety and fear goes. Like, it's so ingrained. I know. I know. And I'm, like, I I had cousins who were boys or who had penises, have penises, excuse me, growing up. And I remember people being like, oh, once he finds it, like, he'll never let it go. Like, talking about how they're always going to be touching their penis. But nothing was ever said for my cousins who were girls. Like, nothing was ever said about that. But it was always, always implied for boys. Yeah. I mean, there are even, oh, a couple of examples spring to mind. Like, TV shows where mm-hmm. they talk about right, and it's totally natural and totally normal developmentally for the toddlers um, to touch themselves, to find their genitalia. Yes. Right, but it was only ever mentioned about or, you know, it's usually done as like a parent telling an embarrassing story mm-hmm. about the man at this point, um, the person with the penis at this point who's grown them as a toddler having yes. found or discovered um, their penis and playing with it. But it's right. only ever somebody right. with a penis. To shame them, to embarrass them, but then be like, oh, but it's okay, honey. Everybody does it. It's right. completely it's, normal. It's a funny anecdote. Right. But it's like, but does everybody do this? Right, right. Exactly. It was always just for those with penises. So, yeah. And it's, 
even wild to me because this true testament of Mallory and I's friendship right here. I had never even said the words aloud or admitted to anyone, including my husband of like, oh gosh, like four years at that point. We are now a year, like six and a half, almost seven. Um, I had never even said it to him. Mallory was the first person I said those words out loud to. Now, if people who went to college with me have just heard that statement, you would be like, of course it was Mallory first. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll explain in a bit, but yeah. Yeah. Tell, uh, tell a bit more about that. Yeah. So, like, at this point, I'm in my mid-20s, right? As we were hanging out um this was like the first time that we were hanging out outside of work and we were at dinner um with a couple other people i don't think mm-hmm. they were around i think they left the table and you and i were just chatting um, that sounds about right <laughs> yeah <laughs> us just chatting can you imagine um what never <laughs> um yeah but we were just i don't know how we got on the topic or whatever but i do know that we we were talking about it and memory, I don't know what you said, but you said something, and it just kind of f- fucking hit home. Where I was like, that was a moment where I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> like, B, this is t- totally normal, and we'll do this. And I was like, oh. Like, it was a moment where I was like, okay, I can start to let go of some of this mm-hmm. shame and secrecy. Um, and the weird feelings of guilt about yeah pleasure and understanding my own body but again this took till two years ago yeah man i wish i remembered anything i said that night <laughs> okay we were also complete transparency several drinks in <laughs> we were but obviously i the night doesn't even really stick out in my head. Not to mean that it was a terrible night. It no, was no, definitely it was a good a night. Fun night. I just but... wish I. Liked. But it wasn't an aha moment for me. For me, it was just like, yeah, nobody else has these conversations. <laughs> well, right. And at that point, we had been working together as sexuality educators for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, we had another sexuality educator out with us. So completely normal then. Right. And now based on just our profession um but yeah and I think that was a big reason why I felt even comfortable was we were all then on a level playing field and there was already a professionalism and level of understanding um Mm -hmm. around these topics yeah but yeah that does make it easier (laughs) yeah you you made a comment about college and the fact that nobody from college would be surprised. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know why I'm making this sound so serious. It's not serious. I guess high school was one thing, right? Mm-hmm. High school, you're like, yeah, 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 you've known me since kindergarten, blah, 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 whatever, right? You're this person in everyone's heads. Then you get to college, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> this is new, mm-hmm. new space new people new everything and you can kind of either be the person that you want to be right that you've always wanted to be or Mm -hmm. you can stay in that comfy cozy high school version of yourself 
Um, I don't know when I decided to say fuck it and just, you know, be who I wanted to be. I've always had... No, no, no. I shouldn't say that. I made the decision right before I left for college. Mm. Sex Mm -hmm. education was what I wanted to do. That's where I was going. That was what I wanted to do. No idea how. But this is going to... This is a part of what I want to do. It's going to be a part of my identity. So I became very open and honest about feeling good, about, you know, exploring my body, about having sexual encounters, sexual activity, where Mm -hmm. it wasn't just about the other person. It was very much like, um, we're not finished here because I'm not finished here. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, if you want to help me finish, great. But if not, like, that's fine. Like, you can leave and I know what to do for myself. It's probably better that way. But, you know, like, (laughs) things like that where... Like, I started to have conversations with people about vibrators or using sex toys or, like, mm-hmm. where you can buy them discreetly so, so the male people don't know that this is what you're ordering or um, so your parents don't know on your credit card or whatever it might be mm-hmm. where, like, people are just like, oh, yeah, Mallory talks about sex all the time. So funny, though, but that, like, even in that example, I'm sorry, there's things that were popping out to me were, like, discreet packaging uh not knowing yes. your credit card right like yeah we've shrouded everything yeah. we shrouded all of this in shame even when we're trying to make it more accessible and feel more comfortable um and it's baby steps to get there mm-hmm. um it's a process like literally anything else yeah um but yeah like even those yeah. things are all wrapped up in secrecy and shame Oh my gosh. And here I was just like, well, yeah, it's normal, right? And then I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Come on. Like, <laughs> wait, like, what other package are you worried about your mailman knowing about? Right. Right. And, you know, it's funny that you point that out now because I'm like, hmm, you know, it stayed that way. Like, you have your secret drawer or mm-hmm. the secret spot. Like, because, you know, most people, like me, or maybe it's just me. Totally fine. You know, you graduate college and then you move back in with your parents. Oh, Not no, always yeah. fun and yeah. glamorous, but like I moved back in for a few months. Yeah. yeah, it it happens. And then you move out and then it's like, "Ooh, wow, look." But the people you're with are like, "I don't want to look. I don't I don't want that." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so like still doing that, but I mean, I was very open and honest with the people I would engage with and you know that was also the height of sending snapchats or pictures or videos which Mm. now I would very much be like Mallory what the fuck were you doing (laughs) but like maybe some different boundaries today different boundaries today for sure but you know that's what you tend to try and figure out right like Mm -hmm. what feels good but it also feels good showing somebody what feels good. Right. How can you show them? And right. How do you we know want to engage? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that really helps me get comfortable. Just me personally, mm-hmm. like sharing with people what makes me feel good, where I'm at. You know, having those conversations. Um, I'm not a person who likes to say how I feel in in work like talking to you Mm -hmm. but if you let me text it write it out whatever it might be like oh yeah that's perfect (laughs) 
So, like, sexting was my jam to, mm-hmm. like, let people know this is what I'm comfortable with. Here's where I'm at. Um, and that's always fun with, like, masturbation and, like, looking back at those mm-hmm. text messages and be like, ooh, yeah, that <laughs> they did a really great job describing that. Or, like, oh, mm-hmm. I did so good. <laughs> and, like, going there. Um, so, yeah, I think college was, I'm going to do me and I'm going to be me and... Mm-hmm. We'll see who likes it, and we'll see who doesn't, and yeah, I had a lot of fun. I'm still having a lot of fun finding the right times to, like, have these conversations with people or mm-hmm. um, help them be okay with, like, maybe their child is touching themselves on the couch, and it's like, hey, honey, <laughs> that's totally fine for you to do, but... We need to do that in our bedrooms instead because this is something we do just for ourselves. Um, right. We frame those conversations. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and learning what is normal developmentally. Yes. Versus maybe what's alarming. Um, a great resource for that, if anyone is interested, is um, sexpositivefamilies.com. Yes. Um, also at Sex Positive Families on Instagram. Um, They're all over social media. They just shared, actually, a wonderful post about um, different stages of development and sexual Mm -hmm. development and what is normal development and behaviors and what what are causes for concern. Um, But, yeah, they also have books, blog blog posts, mm-hmm. um, a ton of different posts, and they're they're very much like, hey, let me help you talk to your kids about these conversations and mm-hmm. how to navigate having these conversations. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. That'll also be in our show notes, so you don't have to like go back and try and figure out what it is. Yeah, yeah. And as adults, for the like, we just gave tidbit for yeah. at least somebody who has uh if anybody has children um for adults i think you know masturbation is a great way to start deconstructing um mm-hmm. some feelings around shame and sexuality and your body in general um right yeah. that was one of the benefits that we said was improved uh self-esteem and awareness um and go slow you yeah. don't need to have everything figured out it is definitely a process um to figure and be open to exploring and you know it gets it's a whole new layer or whole other layer um if you are in a relationship and have a partner Mm -hmm. um if it's a long-term and committed relationship i feel like there's a whole new level like your partner should just know what to do, right? Your partner should just be willing. Um, they should be on top of this. And there really shouldn't be a need um, or a want for masturbation mm-hmm. if you are in a long-term relationship. Um, and that is another idea to kind of let go. And if you want to involve a partner... You definitely can, mm-hmm. um, right? In the conversation, through sexting, through... We haven't even gotten to this concept, but mutual masturbation. Yeah. Or, or you know, you schedule a date night where it's like, hey, tonight 
you're just going to focus on me. And then tomorrow, or maybe you have energy afterwards, you know, depends on where you're feeling, how you're Mm -hmm. feeling, where you're at. Um, Maybe the next night, later, you're like, then I'm just going to focus on you. And maybe it is penetrative sex. Maybe it's just using hands. Maybe it's using toys. Maybe it's just exploring and looking at each other's bodies. And, you know, yeah, appreciate your bodies. Let Mm -hmm. your partner, partners appreciate your body. Oh, my God. I know every single one of you have a drop-dead gorgeous body. And if you tell me I'm wrong, (laughs) I'm going to call you a liar. Because it's true. If you have a body, your body is fucking glorious. All bodies are good bodies. Yes. And your partner is with you because they love your body. (laughs) They already know what you look like. Yes. They're liking what they're seeing. Oh, yeah. So turn the lights on. Maybe just have a headlamp if, if that's what you want. Whatever you want to do. But you don't need you to know, hide. Yeah. Take some time to, to talk to each other to figure out what feels good for them. You know, sometimes that anticipation is just like, where are they going to touch? Or maybe they're going to use their mouth. Or, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, maybe I can show them this vibrator that I've been hiding from them in a drawer under my side table because mm-hmm. I didn't know how they'd feel. Maybe we can bring that out. Yep. It's tricky, right, because we're all, we all so don't want to be judged, mm-hmm. and we don't want to be rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely worth asking and mm-hmm. approaching, um, right, especially if you want to use toy or let them watch as you get off. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like... Show them how to use the toys. Um, be a solo activity, and no. all of that communication can really right. It's all about building up different types of intimacy, and that can all just like enhance the experiences that you're having. Yeah. Also, I think a lot of times people think that sex or masturbation in general has to last. It's either, like, super, super quick, or mm-hmm. it has to last, like, hours and hours and hours and hours. And, like, I mean, if you want to do either of those, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But the point of this is it can be as quick, as fast, as slow, as long as you want. Mm-hmm. If you masturbate and you're like, hey, I know it takes me two and a half minutes from the time I start watching this one episode of porn because I love it to get off great awesome do that that's your thing if you're like well tonight i want to go a bit slower so i'm just gonna scan through some videos that i kind of like or you know maybe i'm gonna read something Mm -hmm. that just like gets me tingly or feeling a sort of way or you know draw it out a bit more do that too maybe that's part of your figuring out what feels good or Mm -hmm. you know okay this is how long it takes if i'm like really like let's just get it done so I can fall asleep (laughs) or (laughs) this is how long it takes when I'm testing out a new toy or Mm -hmm. I'm using a vibrator and a sucking sex toy or you know whatever it might be um have fun with it or maybe you're like hey honey um I'm gonna go lock myself in the bathroom please don't bother me I'm gonna take a bath light some candles have my sex toy that can definitely go in the water and won't electrocute me and I'm just gonna do my own thing yes it double check yeah or you lock yourself in your bedroom and you're like 
don't bother me until I come out. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, there are lots of ways to incorporate mm-hmm. um, as well as enhance your sexuality, you know, how you're experiencing your sexuality. Um, it's a great tool in order to express yourself um, and continue exploring your body and your sexuality and your you know potential relationships find what works for you what feels good for you that's what masturbation is all about feeling good feeling Mm -hmm. pleasure enjoying that pleasure that you are getting from your body from touching your body Mm mm-hmm Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.